Shut up, Tony. <laughs> oh, way to start the show. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dual Shocker Shotcast episode 184. I am here with Loudmouth Ryan Meitzler. I just wanted to steal the joke before George got a chance to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a joke. I just want Tony to shut up. <laughs> hey, Mr. George Jimenez. Happy birthday, Batman. Yeah, happy birthday to the Cape Crusader. All right, we're going to do what we didn't do last week. We're going to give you the new game releases. Um, no one cared. No one, no one cared because nothing came out. It was all a bunch of shit. All right, um, who's doing them? George, you said you were going to do them? I got them, I got them, I got them. All right, for the week of whatever we're in right now. Uh, <laughs> are we July? No, that's the wrong week. Uh, yeah, July 23rd. Yeah, July 20th crazy. to July 27th. We yeah. have Plat Dude in a Go-Kart for Ouya Browser and PC. Oddworld, New and Tasty, PS4. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Training Lair, which I might actually buy as a goof. But um, uh, Le Tour de France Season 214 for PS4. Might and Magic, Duel of Champions, Forgotten Wars, PS3. Ratchet and Clank, Collection on the Vita. Halfway, PC, Linux, and Mac. Entwined, which looks super weird, on the PlayStation Network and PlayStation Vita. Dungeon Defenders Eternity on the PC. Ali Ali on the PC. Unrest, PC, Mac, Linux. Machines at War 3, PC. Adventures Ador, When Pigs Fly. Adventures Ador? Okay. Siesta Fiesta on the 3DS. Wooden Sensei on the Wii U. Master Reboot on the Wii U. Super Toy Cars, Wii U. Terrahedron. Terrahedron? Terrahedron? Yeah, I think it's Terrahedron. I don't know. Ryan, you're smart. It's Terrahedron or Hedron? I suck at math. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking math. for it now. Uh, Euphoria, the saga on the Wii U. Blaster Terror, Master. Terrahedron. Terrahedron? Like Tetrahedron, but, but dumb. Terror. Uh, Blaster Master on the 3DS. Old Sunsoft classic. And Wii Sports Club on the Wii U. Basically the game that should have came with the Wii U, but whatever. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to start. Uh, Tony, what do you pick? Ratchet and Clank Collection for the Vita. That's like the only winner. The rest of these are like, what? Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm picking. <laughs> Ryan? Uh, I am going with Oddworld New and Tasty, uh, which I'm going to be reviewing once the PS3 and PS Vita versions come out, which hopefully should be soon, because uh, I have a big soft spot for the Oddworld games. So. Awesome. Yep. And I am going to go with Ali Ali, because it seems like a fun little skateboarding distraction on Steam. All right. Take it away, Tony. All right. Um, yeah, you saw me being distracted, because I was like, oh, I forgot my fucking name down there. Let me do that while George is talking. All right, um, so let's get into some of the things we reviewed. Wait, Crusader of the Cape? So yeah, I don't know, because I was going to say so Cape Crusader, so I'm... Capes? Know. You're like... Yeah, like whatever. Advocate? Is that... Yeah, I'm an I'm advocate for capes. There we you're go. You're a friend of capes? Is that, is that how we're going here? Yeah, I could be a lot of things, actually. I don't like it. Anyway. Right, I'll change it. I don't know. I'm not imaginative like you guys. You guys always come up with these like witty things, and I'm always like... This doesn't mean we have all day to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, not me, and, I, and I'm hosting the motherfucker. Anyway, uh, George, you finally put your review up for Final Fantasy III. Yes, I did. Um, do we need to say more about the game? You talked about it for like three weeks in a row. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Final, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Final Fantasy III, just again. Um, not an awful game. Uh, like I said, 
you, you know, when you play it, it kind of feels like a history lesson. So if you're like a Final Fantasy fan, there's a lot to appreciate there. And it's like, oh, I see this. This is where Dragoons came from. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that kind of thing. But at its core, it's still a hardcore JRPG, which means that you will be grinding for days and random battles every, you know, four, five, six steps, which is can be super frustrating, especially when I was playing it for reviewers. I was like, I just want to run through this. And I'm playing with like, a, you know, an FAQ. And I was like, I don't want to get lost. If anything good along the way, this will tell me. I'm just trying to run through this like battle, 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 and it's and it's one of those things where, at least like as much as I like to make fun of Final Fantasy 13, at least the battles always looked exciting because you use like dramatic camera angles and always spun around, yeah. even though you just essentially were just hitting attack, attack, attack. This one you're doing the same thing except it's that old like four dudes here, hear your monsters, wait for your turn and go at it. Really, you just want to like auto attack and move on. So that's never good when that's that's how I'm playing like the second half of the game is. Just, or auto attack, move on, and the only time you actually want to use your brain is when you're at a boss fight or like the, yeah, usually a boss fight when that's when you you're can like. You say that a lot about a lot of like Final Fantasy games, though. Just like okay, just breeze through it until the boss. Then I like. See, which is which, which shouldn't be the case. It's like no, yeah, they should right, put, exactly. you should put as much care into all aspects of your game. Don't just have don't just have combat in there to be combat. Because if it were to me, just take away the fucking combat and give me a boss fight. Like yeah, make right. Life so much easier. Like you don't you don't have to make you don't have to put all this fluff in the game, and that's really what pads on an extra like. 10, 12 hours of that game is every, you know, five minutes here, two minutes there, five minutes here, two minutes there, two minutes there. And it's like you can't get from your world map section to here. But but it's still, you know, it's a nice-looking game. It's colorful. Like, you know, it's the direct port of the 3DS version that was a remake of the, you know, the 20-year-old uh, Final Fantasy 3 that only came out in Japan. So that's so that's always good because if you've never played that, there was a reason because you don't live in Japan. And outside of, like, people doing, like, fan translations or anything weird like that, there was no way for you to play this game. And I know people who just want to play every Final Fantasy just because, you, know, you know, just why the hell not? Like, same way, you know, same way when you go back. It's like, I want to play every game in this franchise and see what I like about it. I kind of wish they would have done what they did with Final Fantasy IV where they redid all the graphics in those retro kind of style, like 16-bit graphics. Like, it, the, the 3D graphics they have in there are cool, but I would have preferred if there was a little bit more consistency because Final Fantasy one, two, and four got remade in that style, but 3 yeah, didn't. I'm okay just because those were, those were like, real, those were 8-bit games, so when you look back and, like, this is something that came on the Famicom. No, no, I, I don't mean that. Like, they remade the graphics to look the way they did in, um you know, the Super Nintendo, not the Nintendo. You know, and it oh, looks really okay. nice. I know what you manage. That's yeah, fine. they made it look like I, Final Fantasy VI, basically. I, I was okay with the stylistic choice. To me, I think that makes the the game a little bit more interesting, just because it are it's it, it is the same typical like you know here's your little town, here's your desert city, here's your ice thing. I was like, no, like when you see it in full 3D, it just if it it made a lot of sense that if I told someone it was a 3DS game, they'd be like, yeah, it kind of looks like it would be a 3DS game. It's got that color, and it's just got that cool little. You play it, and you're like, oh, this has like a cute Nintendo vibe to it, but. Uh, but yeah, I think you give it like a 5.5. Like I said, it's 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 average. You know, you play through it, everything works properly. But like, unless you're like a, the most diehard of JRPG fans, there's really nothing for you here. And also, it's like $16. So I think that was a big turnoff for me too. And like, yeah, I got it for free because it's a real copy. But I I don't think I'm, I I couldn't honestly recommend it to someone who's just kind of like, oh, you know, I'm curious about this game. But unless you're just like, I need to play every fucking Final Fantasy game right now. Hmm. I, I would wait. It's probably a good game, you know, when Steam does their Steam sales and stuff, even though Square Enix games rarely ever go on sale on Steam, but if you ever see it for, like, five, you know, four or five bucks, I'd pick it up and just, you know, nice little cute little history lesson. I didn't mind it too much. Also, you can name your, all the characters, so I give them all, like, stupid names. Like whiny. Nice. Yeah, whiny, yeah. <laughs> whiny and Jerk and George, so that was fun. <laughs> you gave one guy the normal name. Yeah, the main <laughs> character. <laughs> nice, nice. My best, yeah. and I wanted to use a screen cap in the, uh, I, might, I might have tweeted it out, but I wanted to use that in the review, but I felt like it was a little bit too negative, where at some point uh, my main character, whose name is George, is like in the middle of a dungeon, he's like, 
gets up and he's like, what am I even doing here? And I was like, oh, that's how I feel. Thank you. You said it, George. <laughs> Little, digital George nailed it. But, uh, but yeah. He really okay. is you in digital form, man. Yeah, well. George-ness. <sighs> All right. Um, so then um, Melissa put up a review for Divi Divinity Original Sin. Uh, George, did you say this was an RPG, ass RPG? That's how you described yep. it? <laughs> yep. It is, it is that. I've I've managed to sink more hours into it, and like thankfully it's one of those games I'm happy I didn't review just because it yeah. probably would have killed me. But um, <laughs> I'm maybe like eight hours in, and I don't think I've left the main town. Oh jeez! Just because there's so much to do and there's so there's so many distractions, and it's so like it throws. It's not an easy game to learn. You kind of have to learn by fucking up your characters. So oh, I'm I, I've started over maybe two or three times just because I put the wrong stat points in the wrong thing and just. And then I have people like on Twitter or people mailing me just saying like, no, dude, you did it wrong. You have to start off with at least one magic guy and a thief because you're gonna get a warrior and another wizard. I was like, oh, I fucked up, and it's it's a lot of that going on. Nothing's explained. I didn't know how to revive my characters until maybe 20 minutes into the game. Oh, geez. <laughs> like, like, you got to scroll resurrection news. I was like, wait, what? How do I do? Yeah, it's it's so it's so old school in that kind of thinking where it's just like a lot of needless menus. But in a way, I kind of like it. Just like I feel like I'm I'm putting work into it. Like. Like I have my, if you want to fix your gear, you got to make someone in your team learn blacksmithing, and I'm like, wow, that's that's hardcore. Or like one person has to be a dedicated like item identifier. And I was like, really, this is this is this should all be just one button, or just have someone do it for me. He's like, no, no, you do everything yourself. Even the way you barter, it's like I talk to you, I I can buy stuff off Tony, and then I put what I want to sell in the thing, and then I put like a suggested like I'm gonna give you six hundred dollars, six hundred coins for your sword. And then you're gonna like give me an a counter offer, be like, well, I want 700 and your potions, and you're like, fuck, all right. Oh and then you kind of meet in the middle, and it's it's really cool, and you can get points where you know the charisma points and barter points where you can just throw in there. So, yeah, there's there's a lot going on in that game, and that is a that is a great RPG to dive into, just because. And the combat's turn, it's like really this cool little like turn based thing, which I like. And yeah, that's a lot that's of like, honest, I'm like, ooh, it's turn bases. A lot of them are kind of like more actiony, you know, Western. Yeah, movie. yeah, like yeah. It, it looks like a Diablo game because yeah, it's got it a high isometric camera, but you can zoom in and goof around with the camera angles a little bit. But no, it is a turn based RPG, and it's really cool because there's a lot of like terrain deformation, meaning like. Okay, yeah. You can just make big holes, or it's like you you have a character who controls like air, so you can like make it in the water, so you can just make it rain, and then what you do is you start throwing lightning bolts at people, and it does more damage because everyone has a wet effect on them. Or you can have a guy who just, ma one magic spells, throwing, like, hot oil at people, and just, they're covered in oil, and they said they're, like, you know, oiled, and then you just set them on fire, and then it has, like, a burning effect, and it's, it's really cool, and, like, I'm I'm really digging it. It's, it's a game I can only do maybe, like, 45 minutes to an hour or so at a time just because it's a little bit overwhelming, like... I you know I will probably waste a Sunday on it like I did maybe two Sundays ago where I was just like I that, this was my Sunday just playing Divinity and it was it was pretty amazing because there's not a lot of games like that so yeah, and Alyssa really liked it she gave it a nine yeah so, so wow so yeah you should you should check it out but yeah but this is this game does not hold your hand it's just very you need to play with a with an FAQ or some sort of starter guide uh, Kirk Hamilton from Kotaku wrote a great kind of like beginner's guide for it of, like, where you should put your stat points and what kind of gear to look for and, like, even what kind of quests you should do because there are no quest markers. Oh, wow. It, should, it really does just throw you out you there, just, doesn't it? You just have a journal of stuff you need to do that will update when something relevant to that quest happens. So, like, one of the first missions is you have to solve a murder of this, like, important dude in town. And it's like, okay, well, I should go investigate his, his the crime scene. 
I had no idea what a crime scene was. No one told me. I had to, like, talk to random civilians and be like, hey, tell me about that murder. He goes, oh, it's a shame it happened in the hotel. And they go, bloop, happened in the hotel. But you have no marker for the hotel, so you have to explore wow. the whole goddamn town. Then you have to see the crime scene. Then you have to go back and talk to, like, the, the, the leader of the, the Legion, and, the, you know, it's, it becomes, like, an investigation. It's really cool. Like, I like I love all the varied quests in there. But, yeah, Divinity is a lot of fun. But, yeah, it is, it is an RPG-ass RPG. Fuck. <laughs> awesome. And then finally, um, E3 threw this off for me. I finally reviewed two uh, Tomb Raider comics. I throw those out there. And George, oh, I'm right. trying to get I'm trying to get you The Witcher because the guy sent me like he sent me two issues, then he he skipped two other issues, then he sent me the last one. It's like George can't work with this man, so I'm trying to get you the other ones. But dude, the the storyline is really cool. I don't want to say too much, but. I like where it's are going. In, I'm sorry. Are we in prequel or like after the first Tomb Raider? After right? after Tomb Raider, which is interesting because I'm wondering what are you going to do with the next game? Because um, this story is not le- like a one and done kind of thing. Like The Witcher is only five issues and that's it. This is going to be ongoing. So I'm like, uh, is that going to affect the next game? Because this is right afterwards. This is like a few months after Tomb Raider ended. So I don't know how they're going to pull that off. But yeah. I think it's cool. I think Gail Simone has a really good handle on. Lara Croft and all the characters. I just w- I said this before. I just wish the art was a little better. It feels too stilted to me. You know, so it needs like especially when there's a lot of action. It's like hmm. it, it just doesn't feel right. And the color palette to me, it's a little too much on the bright side. Okay. I mean, it would have fit better for the older Tomb Raiders, you know, but for the new one, it needs to be dark and gritty, and it's just a little too bright for me. But other than that, I, I like it. So. And I know some. I saw some people in the comments. They're reading it too, so that's pretty cool. And issue number six should be out pretty soon, probably after San Diego Comic Con, I believe. So yeah, that's what we have for reviews, and that's all we've been able to do this week because we've all been busy, or most of us have been busy playing a little something called Destiny. Yeah, um, for journalism. For journalism. For journalism. Uh, yeah, the beta went live. We all went there Thursday. It's fun, man. Like, and this is coming from a guy who doesn't really like. Uh, first-person shooting games, it, it's it's a lot of fucking fun, man. It really reminds me, uh, I mean, I hate to say this, but it really does remind me of Halo. It's like Halo in a big MMO world. Mm-hmm. I like going in there with my buddies, you know, exploring all the things. Um, one of the things I like, they, they, they do a good job of teasing you. You know, it's like, hey, there's a cave. Hey, that, that guy is level, I'm going to fuck you in the ass. It's like, okay, I can't even mess with this guy. Or they give you armor, it's like, here's level 10 armor. It's like, Level caps eight. I can't do anything. It's, with. it's the carrot on the stick approach that they use in a lot of like. It, it really they is, do that. Man. They do that a lot in Borderlands. Uh, to me, it felt like like the way the the you know like the hub city and stuff and everything structured felt like a, a first person shooter like Fantasy Star Online, like that kind of structure yeah. where you're kind of in like you know you have this big overall map, but each level takes ways takes so you know takes part in like one little segment of the map and then. You could go back and there's just different areas and kind of do the reverse stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it, it, I I think I my takeaway from Destiny is that it plays really well. Like the it really the, bare, the bare bones like shooting, it feels good and irregardless of what weapon you're using, which I thought was like it's that's really tough to nail because I'm also playing Call of Duty Ghosts for whatever reason. And <laughs> why, man? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You know what? I was I think. Or, or George, was, likes to, George likes to punish himself, that's why. Well, I, I was waiting for the PS4 version to install, and in the meantime, I got, like, I don't know, I, I think it was on sale for, like, $15 on Amazon. I was like, I should get this, and then they sent me two copies. I'm like, ugh. Oh, so, so I'm playing that, and I'm like, the gunplay just doesn't feel fun in that. Like, you know, this is, SMG, blah, it goes over the place. And then when you're, when, you're on, uh, when you're on Destiny, it just 
it felt right. And yeah, you do get those Halo vibes because whatever weapon you were using in Halo, you know, outside of you know the, that pistol, which felt just amazing because it was so overpowered. Yeah. All the weapons felt good, and you felt like you stood a chance up against like all these monsters, and that's maybe. And I I like that almost you level the weapons up with you also. Like, you know, depending on what weapon you have, it's, you know, the longer you use it, you'll unlock little upgrades on the special gear. So it's like, hey, this has bigger recoil, double ammo, and there's always, like, little trade-offs for everything where it's like, oh, well, if you do this one, it's going to do less, you know, like the rocket launcher, you know, you get one that does, you can get one that does, like, you get an extra round, but you get less damage. And the upgrade system, I think, is really clever in there. I like how the class system works. Um, the cap is only up to level 8, so I'm kind of curious to see what the subclasses are like when you unlock them at 15. Um, I, it was a lot of fun. Even uh, We played a lot of competitive multiplayer. I played with Al and uh, Joel a lot uh, over the weekend, and that seemed that seemed like a lot of fun. I mean, it was a domination mode, so just one of, you know, control one of, you know, all three points on a map. But the levels felt really cool. Like, you know, we fought on the moon, and there was these little cool vehicles and stuff, and that, that, it felt, that felt right. And, like, that felt like, you know, it felt like Halo, or kind of, you can, you, when you played it, you felt like the people who made this game made Halo. Which was good because that's what Halo always had going for it. Was just like it just had very satisfying gunplay. Um, as far as everything else, it's kind of ass backwards. I'm not crazy about the story because there is none, <laughs> and I'm not crazy about the. Uh, I feel like you do a lot of loading in the in the game. In between mm-hmm. stuff, there's always a lot of when it. So whenever and when I was in like a, a strike team with like Al and Joel or like with just a bunch of people. There's always one person who's like, oh, great, I leveled up, blah, blah, blah. I need to go back to the tower. And we're like, oh, you fucking asshole. You have, we, no, we all have to go back to the tower now. And it takes like two minutes of loading once you're there and you're super light speed in. And it's cool watching your ships travel. But you're just kind of like, oh, now you're back in town. And then he does his business for like 30 seconds. And then we have to wait another two minutes to go load into something else that we were doing. So I noticed it was all like loading back and forth. And I lost Tony. So we even yeah. recorded. No, it's okay. <laughs> he said we're still recording. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we can keep going. Um, he said it'll still record. Uh, so oh, okay, actually, cool. just my my question for the Destiny, because actually I haven't had any hands-on time yet with the Destiny mm. with Destiny whatsoever at all. Um, I'm still slightly kind of confused. Like, still, like I understand the basic idea is that it's like it's kind of a mix of single player and multiplayer. But can you? You're just, not the only one to think that. Yeah. Can that you? Like, yeah. Can, can you just do like a quick like summary, I guess, of like what the gameplay is like and like how uh, how the beta works? Uh, basically, the beta works is this is a cooperative multiplayer shooter. You can't play it single player. Because you know you can, but it it's not great doing that. Um, right. I think it's probably easier to can say where it feels it it's got the Borderlands co-op. That's actually that's actually when you said like the co-op shooter. That's what I was thinking was like yeah. Borderlands. Yeah, so it's got so, that, and it's got a very Borderlands vibe to it because like you shoot a dude, you see numbers come up above their head, and that is that is the game at its core. Like you know, cooperative shooter, you got objectives, go point A to point B. Um, you're kind of, I mean, the story I'm not super crazy about just because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, you know, there's this big space ball that, like, Grant, you know, that gave Earthlings, like, super technology and abilities and stuff like that. But then also the trade-off was, oh, yeah, by the way, every alien in the universe hates it and it's coming to destroy Earth because it's there. And you play a resurrected guardian, you come back, Earth is destroyed, there's one city left, and you have to stop the impending darkness that's coming. It's just super generic. Also doesn't help that, like... Uh, Peter Dinklage's voice performance is really not great. Yeah. Like, I think people are making too much of a big deal, like, oh, it's terrible. He just doesn't sound excited at all. And it seems like you get all the story beats through him, where you go to a new area and he kind of gives you, like, a like a background 
of the air. It's like, oh, this is old Cosmo, you know, cosmonauts came from here, blah, blah, blah. But he sounds so out of it where it's just like, you just don't care. So I'm imagine not playing that on your own, and if, like, if you're playing alone, just, I just want to play for the single player. You're going to hate this game just because the story doesn't make a lick of fucking sense. And mm-hmm. also, as a, I, and I feel like if you're going to give someone a companion character to just pretty much narrate the story for you, you kind of need someone who has like, I don't know, like a, like a, a fire under their butt, like a Cortana or a uh, you know, an Alex in like a Half Life, or right. even or even just like Handsome Jack in Borderlands. Just you you need someone interesting to kind of tell you what's going on, to kind of push you even further, to say like, you know, to kind of drive that curiosity a bit. But right. I mean, it helps that the game is not doing it for you, man. I no, it's super boring. Like I, I, I defy <laughs> you to tell me what's going on in this game, Tony. It's just like there's dude. There's it's like, funny. Um, you mentioned that because today I went to lunch with my friend uh, Manny, and we were talking about Destiny. He was playing it, and he was like, "I wish this game would tell you what's actually going on." And I'm like, "Dude, it's no, it's, no I want answers." And to and to be fair, it is a beta, and this literally is the first five missions of the game. So and and maybe it's just purposely being super vague, but you're just not getting a lot of information. You're just doing things because you're in just in pretty environments, shooting really cool looking monsters with like re- even cooler looking guns. And if you're doing it with friends, you and if I'm doing it with three other people, I kind of don't care what the story is. I just let me just run through it and like the combat's so engaging, it it oh, it compensates for like the shitty story. And like I don't think that, that I I kind of have a bad feeling about this game's story, but I don't think a lot of people are going to be playing it for the story, which is kind of disappointing because. I've always kind of liked the single player in Halo, like as ridiculous as it is, it kind of gave you something to shoot for, and it made sense. All the crazy super jumps that Master Chief can do, it just it all made it all made sense in that stupid little universe they created. So yeah. this one, they, it just looks, it looks, it, this one, it just looks like they just anything sci-fi they can think of, they just kind of threw it into this game, and just and you know, and having Peter Dinklage as that glue to kind of put everything together just doesn't work. And I don't want to say Peter Dinklage, I want to say like the, the ghost character, who's that little robot buddy you have. He's just not good. I mean, he's not a claptrap, which would have been great. There was this one yeah. part that was hilarious to me. It's like that one guy comes out. He had a mask, and he's like, I could tell you about this. I could tell you about that. And I'm like, tell me. Don't tell say me. you could tell me. Tell me you about know, Yeah, story, if I'm supposed man. to be the savior of mankind, I should probably get all the information. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, like, that's that's insane. Uh, what would you think of the multiplayer? Um, okay, Multiple, you mean the, the actual competitive stuff? The competitive right? multiplayer, not the... Because I thought the co-op stuff really worked great. I like going into that open area, and then, like, there's just other dudes there with me, and it's like, I guess I'm with you, and... Yeah, uh, I, I want to jump on that for a second. That, that was really cool, actually. Because I, I started just playing it myself, and then the game the difficulty gets really crazy after a while. Like, they'll start throwing level 7 dudes at you when you're, like, level 2. So you really... If you do the exploration mode, which basically just says, we're just going to throw you in this big map, and you just get, there's just random missions that Yeah, come. they throw nut, they throw crazy dudes at you, man. Mm-hmm. So you really need... I like just, you know, finding other people to, to play with, and they were all cool, like, hey, join up, let's play this, mm-hmm. you know? I thought that was fun. But as far as the, the, um, the competitive stuff, that was kind of fun, too. I mean, it was just like a, you know... Like a team versus team thing. Yeah. You gotta like, you know, our territories. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it was, right? Like, there's nothing I'm missing. Like, it was all like. Yeah, there's no, there's no C, there's no CTF or anything, which I'm kind of looking forward to because Bungie is always really good at just making like really fun, crazy modes. Like these are the guys that came up with Oddball, like. Yeah. You know, like one but, bomb CTF, like that. That's really cool. So George, yeah, but, so like yeah. the uh, sorry, so George and Tony, so like, is it like mission based? Basically, is like you go in and there are like missions that are like you, uh, you go, like I saw. Yeah, I saw, you get a HUD screen. On your ship, like your ship is your HUD practically. Right. Your HUD. Yeah. And then from there, you can, you know, you click on Planet Earth, and then on Planet Earth, there are these. You just see a number of missions come up on there depending on your level. 
So at the beginning, you only have access to like one or two missions, and as you level up, another one will open up, another one will open up. But they all seem to take place all in the same section of the Earth, all in like old Russia. Yeah, old Russia, just, exactly. But just maybe like the third of this one mission really only takes you through like the third of old Russia, and this like start in the middle, but then you go kind of more than that, and then just kind of it moves you around with just different objectives. And then, and I think, like, every planet is going to have what they call, like, an exploration mode, where basically it's, like, now all of old Russia is open to you to just do whatever. And there's these kind of random, like, guardian missions, because you get these guardian, you get reputation, like, in an MMO, you get reputation that you can turn in for gear later on. Yeah. So um, About the, the competitive stuff, you know, I mean, this is typical of all other multiplayers, but some people had way better weapons than me, so I would get destroyed, but once I had something decent, I was doing pretty good. And Yeah, know. I mean, you can't do it until you're level 5, but yeah, I, exactly. I, I also found that issue where it's, um... Because the way they do, it, like, the super weapon, because you have that main weapon, your special weapon, and then your, like, heavy weapon. Yeah. They random... Uh, the special weapon ammo, like, shotgun rounds or, like, fusion rifle rounds, those are scattered throughout the map at very limited quality uh, quantities, and then the heavy weapons only come in on, like, they only spawn every so many minutes, and then everyone is notified when these two, uh... And they usually spawn in two crates, so it's like everyone knows what these heavy weapons are, and then it becomes a race and a fight for who's controlling the heavy weapons. That's exactly what happened, which, yeah. Which is okay. really interesting, but I think there's a lot of uh, small balance issues. That, uh, it's a beta, so we'll probably fix it, but like, yeah, I, th I, thought, I thought that fusion rifle was a little bit too overpowered, considering there is a lot. I thought there was a lot of special ammo, so if you have a good fusion rifle, that gun that charges for like two seconds... Yeah. That gun is deadly because there's sometimes I'm like that gun did not charge for two seconds. I got <laughs> it's like the plasma pistol battle rifle combo all over yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. It, <laughs> and like that's exactly what it felt like. I actually that brings me to my other question that I was gonna ask. Just you know, because again, like I haven't had any hands-on time with the game, mm -hmm. so I have no idea how it plays or anything. Uh, compared to Halo, how does the combat like feel and how does it play? Because I've heard like that it's similar to Halo, but it's different. Um, it's, it's, know, it's I was like wondering, I was wondering how it feels compared to Halo. It's it's reminiscent of Halo. It really um, is. It feels like and I hate to say this. It's just so cheesy. It feels like combat evolved. It feels like Halo just you know modernized. But granted, yeah. I should be fair. The last Halo I played was Halo Two, so it feels like a step forward. You but, know? Um, yeah. but I mean, no. But there's no dual wielding or anything like that. Um, no, they don't have anything. But like I that. would put. But it's, you know, it's kind of like Shield. Uh, you know, uh, Shield re re regenerating health. Mm -hmm. um, there, every character kind of has their own like secondary jump. So, like, the Titan maybe has a double jump while the Warlock has, like, a flute, and you can kind of, like, be all Warlock-y. But um, that's that, and that's what I saw is going to be, like, the maybe the the main game-changer in the combat is when people start mastering their, their own movement abilities where, you know, like I said, the Warlock can float, but then you get, later on, you unlock an ability that gets you even control your float even, even better. So it almost looks like you're levitating. So in the middle of a firefight, like, I've, instead of just entering a room, like, entering a room, I literally come in and just floating in, shooting dudes because they're expecting <laughs> down here. So it kind of makes you look, and I noticed that's gonna that's a trend in a lot of like upcoming first-person shooter games is that extra like verticality where it's like, no, no, you got to jump up here and jump down there. And yeah, you know, just gas being jumped and like, and also the addition of uh, the supercharged moves, which are definitely... Oh, yeah, yeah, those, yeah. Basically are these super moves that are on cooldown timers that every character has. And, you know, depending on what class you are, it's all various. So like the Titan has this like big earth smack that... Big blast radius. Uh, the warlock throws like a spirit bomb at people, but he can be super far away and do it while a titan has to be up close. Yeah, and the uh, hunter has the golden gun. The gold fucking pistols, where basically <laughs> he calls Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, he calls Jesus Christ himself, and he gets two golden pistols with three bullets each. That and uh, not only do bullets kill you one shot, they also go through you. So I, I saw a guy literally get five kills with three bullets. Wow. Just because he came into him just went boo doo doo douche. And then he did a dance, because you can dance <laughs> in the game. So that's what I really love. 
Uh, yeah, the dancing zone. It, it, it's 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 weird because going into it, I didn't quite know what Destiny was. I just I just heard a lot of terms being thrown at me by Bungie. Which like, it's a cooperative MMO with persistent world. Me me me. I'm like, what is this game? And you got a better sense, and you saw, and you can, and you'll see when you play it, Ryan. It it kind of starts to make a little bit more sense as you. I play. still can't give a definitive answer though. Yeah, I, I was, it's, it's, not, not, it's not an MMO. It's not a first-person shooter. It's no. kind of both at the same. It is, time. I was gonna say is like so like is Borderlands plus like mixed with Halo kind of like a like not accurate compare like comparison but like kind of like a, a good summary. That's the easiest way to describe it. Yeah. Okay. I, just to get yeah, because like I, again, like I, I haven't really had much of an idea of what the, how the game plays, like all that. So you know, I've just been trying to imagine like okay, yeah. how does this I mean, work? Admittedly, I haven't played too many MMOs, so I, I, my basis for comparison is very limited. But when you got into the hub world where you could see your character in third person, to me that was very much like DC Universe Online. When you go into like Gotham PD or the Hall of Je- you know the yeah, Tower and, there's ven- and, then, and then there's vendors and then there's people who are like oh you want better ship stuff you can go to yeah. the ship right and you'll take care of your ship. That feels very MMO because you get very you get like a ton of crap that you can uh, that you can disarm for cash for deliver which is a stupid fucking name. yeah whatever it is that that um, stuff um, and then like you also get like weapons that need to be identified so you go to the guy who identifies yeah. the weapons and so yeah, yeah it's got that very MMO vibe like yeah you always got to go back and get rid of your trash gear yeah so that's what it was I'm like this is very MMO ish um something interesting so I was talking to this girl um at GameStop um she and she was like she was actually frustrated by the fact that you can't type to people. Um, you know, within the game because she plays MMOs exclusively. And, you know, that's how you, you don't really talk with your headsets. You type to people. She's like, if this is going to be an MMO, why can't I have this? And I'm like, that, I think that's the point. It's not exactly an MMO. It's well, partly MMO, you know? See, she's clearly played Fantasy Star Online because Fantasy yeah. Star Online, you could use the headset, but you can also type in your keyboard. So when you're in the big, big lobbies, because I understand not, you know, because you're, you're there with your party, but also it might not be a bad idea to like, hey, I want to... Oh, Tony's got cool gear. Let me trade with him and see what he has. But yeah, for me to like, what do I have to leave my party to talk to you? Because I'm not just gonna put a trade window up and be like, give me your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it might be super inconvenient with just like, all right, let me get him on voice chat, assuming he has a microphone. Oh, what do I have to do? Do I have to contact him through his PSN or like his gamer tag and send him a private message that way? Like, yeah, maybe some sort of keyboard support where like, you know, little thought bubbles or something, but, like, yeah. I'm, I'm only could imagine how horrible that could be when it's just a million assholes just taking up the general chat with just, like, just nonsense or just spamming and it's just like, hey, I'll rush you through this level for $50, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, as much as I would like a global chat, I don't think we need one, at least not this particular game, because you're always kind of playing in, like, anything you can do, you can kind of manage on your own with, like, very little human interaction, unless you're doing the competitives. Like, the thing, I don't even know if the chat, if the chat even works when you're in a... Not that I know. When you're what in town. I did was um, we just set up the PlayStation Four chat and we just talked amongst ourselves. We didn't. Yeah, actually... you set up a party, but like I'm, I'm yeah. kind of curious now to see if you can actually maybe, maybe I'll try that tonight on the Xbox One version. See if you can actually talk to other people while in the in, in the tower. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that would be something good to check out. Um, yeah, that's something else I gotta say because um, yeah, it, like I haven't like I haven't played a multiplayer game like this in a while with a bunch of friends. So it's just fun. Like there was like ten of us in the room. Some of the guys weren't even playing. They were just like. Like you know, just talking to us and stuff. It was just a lot of fun. Um, a, a lot. Of, I I'm glad I didn't stream at night because a lot of this shit we said should never be heard by man. <laughs> it was really bad. It's like I'm not. I'm repeat it here, but yeah, like I played with Joel and Al and one of their boys. This guy was a fucking nut. <laughs> I, but it is one of those uh, situations. Where, huh? 
Uh, uh, no, sorry. Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. I was gonna say, like, it's funny because it's he knows me, but I don't know him. He comes, I come in, he's like, Tony, you crazy motherfucker. I'm like, hey, man, pretending I know him, but I didn't know him. But he was, he was really good. I, I, I played with him like for the rest of that night. Nice. He's a really good shooter, and um, um yeah, it was just, it, it, it really is fun. Like, I mean, the whole online, like, it's because it is persistent online. Like, you can't just pause the game whenever you want. So you have to like. It's one of those things where you're like, oh fuck, I guess I'm stuck here playing this for a few hours. I can't just leave. But I think it that's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to feel like a persistent world. Yeah, but we haven't really seen what the, you know, persistent world means like you have a general effect of what's going on around you and we, okay. we don't see you, that. You yet. know, I mean like a world that's just it just doesn't stop. I don't know what the term is, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, yeah. Ryan, what was your question? Oh, uh, no, I was gonna say, is the game is the game uh, cross-platform or like cross-play? Can you can like PS4 play against Xbox One or like can PS3 no, you play against? It, it isn't. No. But um, supposedly you could like bring your characters over from the beta to some, something like that. I, I don't remember. I mean, if you're playing it on PS3 and then you know you decide to upgrade to PS4, your character will move up. Okay. Okay. But you or, can't. Yeah, I think maybe not, go backwards. No, you no, can't do that. <laughs> There's no cross-platform play or anything. No, unfortunately not. No, unfortunately, okay. exactly. I'm like, because that makes too much sense. That would be really cool if they did that. Yeah, I was just wondering. That, that was just a question on my end. Um, but, but, but yeah, yeah it sounds, it sounds, a lot of potential, I think. It sounds, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think... Um, I, my interest yeah. in the game was was kind of low. I think, like, like, I was interested in it, but I think now that the beta's out and everything like that, I'm, like, definitely a lot... Uh, looking forward to it a lot more and, and wanting to play it, especially with the beta. So Yeah, I mean, I think you'll like it because I think you're kind of like me in that sense. You don't really play these type of games too much either, but, you know. I, oh, no, I, I do. I play, I play shooters. I like Okay, them. so you're, <laughs> you're really going to like it because I'm like, I was always like, skeptical like shooters, but I'm like, the shooting in this game feels really good. And, George, I, you're right. I want to bring that up. Every single weapon that I used was really nice. It, it got to a point where I'm like, what do I want to use now? Like, it was I, like, you know when you have yeah. too many choices, you don't know I, what to I, I got like that, too. <laughs> the only gun I found that was really terrible was, like, the hand cannons, which is, like, the I didn't use, pistols. I don't like, I don't, I don't like those kind just of guns. Because it was just, like, whoosh, and, like, literally your arm yeah. just, like, whips back. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. But useless in multiplayer because you know people are just moving around like spazzes and I just like, yeah in multiplayer I wanted to use the pulse rifle more that that served me best, not crazy about the pulse rifle I use the auto rifle which is just like a machine gun you know like an yeah. you know, assault rifle the pulse rifle in short bursts uh, I think when you're playing that moon level like when the when there's a lot of space that gun works really yeah. well but when it's super tight that pulse rifle was kind of like jumping all over the place for me so like I said when that happens I switch to a shotgun or go into my menu and just Change something else. So I like the flexibility of that. Assuming yeah, you, you know, you're, you're right about the pulse rifle. You do need to kind of like you know like I guess train um, it on a guy. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I liked it. But yeah, the, the the assault one was good too. But and actually, what's the other one I like? The scout rifle was really nice too. The one shot, the single shot kind of pew pew rifle. That one, I yeah. use that one a lot when I just do the uh, the co-op stuff like the exploration because yeah. you literally just headshots from far away and you get that double headshot damage. I'm like fuck. I love it. <laughs> It's great. Um, so yeah, I, I want to talk about that. What do you think that this game's chances are in the fall? Because we're going to talk about this later. More games are getting pushed out of the I, way. It's like, is that going to be the only go-to game? I think it's going to be probably the biggest presence this fall, especially since you had stuff like Battlefield moving out. Uh, I mean, it's really it's only other competitive. The only other big multiplayer competitor is going to be Call of Duty, but that's November. It'll, it'll be. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens with with Advanced Warfare just because of because of Ghosts, I think, and, and what happened to the reputation of the series, and mm. it'll kind of be resting on Advanced Warfare, I feel like, for the the future of the series. So yeah, I I'm glad you bring that up because that's what I want to talk about because th this is the way I see it. Destiny is a brand new IP that people are actually genuinely very excited about. Mm. Call of Duty, people are like questioning it now after Ghosts, and it's 
been around forever. You every single year we get and the same about the bad huh? people. And the same with Battlefield. People are like, I, I'm. You burned me a battle with Battlefield Four because the game didn't work. So, yeah. And so now you're asking me to try this new bank robbery thing. Like, yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, I don't. What do you think the chances are of um, sales wise of Destiny beating our Call of Duty? I think I I mean the only th- well actually uh, Advanced Warfare it's going to be on Xbox One and PS4 first right and then it'll yeah. be out on the 360 okay because I was say because that's the only thing is that it, it'll be tougher to see because the because uh, the install bases for Xbox One and PS4 even though it's still going to be a year after both systems are out they're going to be lower because there there aren't as many you know Xbox Ones and PS4s out there as there are 360s and PS3s. Um, I mean, I think Destiny seems like it has more hype and excitement behind it than, than Advanced Warfare does, so I think I'd give it the edge to Destiny. But, I mean, again, it, we could be underselling Call of Duty, you know. And, and yeah, we could be, exactly. It could be, just because because of the name alone. Because even even when there is a lackluster Call of Duty, like like Ghost, for example, you know, it still sells pretty well. Even yeah, if it's still Call of Duty. As, there are people who don't. Yeah, it's still Call of Duty. There are still people... And there are still those people that only buy like two games a year, you know, and they and they, like, they and only Call of Duty. <laughs> they only buy Madden or Call of Duty, you know. So again, it it could it could do really well just based on that. So yeah. So I mean, I, I think it's a given that this game will actually do very well. It's just I, I was just wondering if it'll actually. How, I mean, is this going to be a billion seller? I mean, yeah. And then the legs. What about the legs? How long is it going to last after launch? Um, I mean, the fact that it's an RPG in a sense that um, I think it's going to give a little extra longevity, and also, I think it'll and also, also it's a competitive multiplayer. So those I always have it'll it'll yeah. I think it'll have more longevity than than Advanced Warfare will, just because Bungie's done such a good job of keeping their game. You know, because again, Bungie doesn't release games every every year; they release yeah. them every couple of years, and they they manage to keep them going for a long time. You know, um, versus Call of Duty, where it's like, okay, play it for one year, then the next one comes out, the next one comes out, so. Yeah, um, I bring up the one like an oddball or like uh, griffball come to like a destiny just out of nowhere. Like griffball didn't show up until like <laughs> okay, hey, second hey, year in Halo Two. Just like yeah, the re- yeah. The reason I bring in the longevity thing is because for me, I'm I'm playing this beta and I'm like I could see myself playing this for like hours on end, like a, a lost weekend. So mm-hmm. I think in that sense, this game probably does have very good legs on it. It'll probably last a while. Also, don't forget the most important thing. Don't forget the most important thing. It's it's a it's a co-op game. Yeah. There there are not exactly. that many games that you can go on Xbox Live and be like, hey, you want to jump on and like shoot some vandals in the face? And like, yeah, sure, why not? You can take that same group. It's like, oh, you want to go? So you don't have to. It's almost like two games in one where you kind of have that cooperative sense where it's just like. Eh, I just want to like level up and get some cool gear and like do that, and then in that same game you can say, "No, nah, I just want to shoot other dudes, yeah, tag them and do that." It's actually literally in the same. You just get on your ship and go to a different area. Like you just open up another map and you're there. Yeah, so, and then um, the other thing that I was thinking about is, and I said this a while ago on my old podcast, like I was wondering what is going to be the next genre that's going to take over the game industry. Like, we you know, platformers had their heyday before it was first-person shooters, and I was wondering what's going to take over for this one. And I said it's probably going to be an MMO of some sort. I didn't think about the first-person shooting part, but because um, the most essential thing nowadays is, like you said, a sense of community. People like to play together now. So you need that. You need the online thing, but you also need like the quick pick-up-and-play thing. This game has both. You could sink a ton of hours into it, or you could just play for ten minutes. So I, I think this is probably we're going to see a little bit more of like yeah. competitive. I think and, the first you know, grouping that it does, particularly on like the strike missions, which are just instance part where even if you go out alone, it's going to it's just going to give you two random dudes to do the mission with. Yeah. Usually, if you're playing an MMO and you had to do a hard area like that, you had to wait around town, 
but looking for group for blah blah blah. I need a tank and a healer, and then you, you literally can waste the whole night doing that. This, yeah, is, this game, it's like, like, hey, there's an instance. Everybody just goes to it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, I, I think it'll be. I don't know if it'll be necessarily a genre, like, you know, first-person shooter or platform or something like that, but I think maybe those types of games where they are, like like Destiny, where it does incorporate kind of single-player and multiplayer like at the same, like a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, or even another example I was thinking was Far Cry 4 and how it's going to have the um, the drop-in any anytime co-op. Um, yeah, that's another aspect so maybe, I think about it too. Yeah, so I think it'll just be more more of that sort of social, so like that sort of multiplayer, single-player, you know, like aspect where it's like, you know, yeah, it's a single-player game, but you can also either at any time or whatever, you know, it can become a multiplayer game or it can, you know, it, 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 you know how Destiny is kind of becoming this sort of like hybrid. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what it is that, you know, we could be, this could be a, like a sign of what we could expect to really take over because I know some people still think that first-person shooter is going to be the dominant genre. I'm like, no, it's evolution. Evolution well, states that things need to die shooters out. Are, I think first-person shooters are not going to go anywhere just because they're the easiest to play or it's No, they're not going to go anywhere, but yeah, I think they're just going to be incorporated to you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like yeah, but I don't you know, I don't think I see like roguelike RPGs becoming like mainstream anytime no. soon. Yeah, <laughs> no, like no. a rogue legacy is never gonna be like on everyone's wish list, but even as awesome as that is. But no, I I think first I think you're gonna see a lot of first person shooters with just these weird like Destiny is a first person shooter. That's just it is, what yeah. it is. But it's got really weird RPG elements there that are just you sit there and like this is kind of like a massive multiplayer game. Which even if you don't play massive multiplayer games, you're kind of you're being introduced to these elements, and that's kind of make that makes me curious for people who don't play MMOs or online RPGs or anything like that. Seeing this, maybe seeing a lot of a lot of time wasting, like maybe you just want to get in and shoot stuff. And it's like, wait, why do I have to go back to town to get better gear? I'm I'm in the middle of something. That's so interesting. Curious, I didn't think about that. Kind of curious to see what the attitude is going to be like, you know. Mainstream wise, like you know, what's that casual gamer gonna think? Like, oh, okay, it's like Halo. I know what Halo is. I never had to go to a fucking town in Halo to buy stuff. Like, why do I have cash? But I don't know. We'll see, cause um, you know, the, we have to take into account that Bungie also has the infinite money that Activision can provide. So yeah, I mean, two hundred fifty million dollars is going to straight legit advertising of this game. So you're gonna see in the next Same. couple of months just pure media bullet. You're gonna see so much Destiny bullshit in the next couple of months. You might just buy it just because you're just you you it, it was beaten into you. <laughs> yeah, George, what was that in your hand? Uh, it's a little T Rex. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Very cool. But yeah, uh, Destiny seems cool. Like uh, thumbs up. I yeah, I can't wait. Thumbs up. I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm hoping the story is not terrible. <laughs> like yeah. In, in, in the end, I don't think it's gonna matter a lot. Where it's just like, hey, listen, if if I'm playing with Tony and Ryan and we're just shooting stuff. I don't really care why we're shooting four-armed aliens in the face. Yeah, as, long as, they're fun. as long as they're fun to shoot in the face, that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. All right, so let's move it on to our next topic. Uh, this was inspired by our little trip to Nintendo on Friday. Um, we saw a bunch of things, me, Ryan, and Alyssa. And, yeah, Nintendo, man, they're interesting because, Ryan, you could vouch for this. Pretty much every game that we saw, when we asked questions... The response always was, that's a very good question. Shut up, Tony. <laughs> okay, guys, come on. Like, give us a little something here, but let's not get into the negativity. Uh, Ryan, I, I'm going to ask you this. I know your answer, but we're going to ask anyway. What was your favorite thing that we saw and played? I mean, do we really need to say? 
I mean, okay. Actually, look. I, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna say Smash Brothers because I will always say Smash Brothers at all the time. Uh, but Mario Maker actually was another another really cool one that I really liked. Um, Yoshi's Woolly World was cool. All right, should we should we just talk about in general what we what we Go saw? Go for it. I wasn't uh, there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all right. So, so obviously, Smash Brothers is my favorite thing. But um, anyway. Uh, so Brian beat the shit out of all of us, by the way. He's still undefeated in this. Technically undefeated. Yeah, I I have played ten rounds of Smash Brothers so far between 3DS and Wii U, and I've still gone undefeated. I haven't lost a round yet, but I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see when I fight Maylene. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, by the way, I need to say Smash Brothers. I know that's your your game, Ryan, but I don't I don't know how to play this game. I'm like, what the hell is happening? I don't even know where my character is half the time. I don't know what's going on. A bunch of throw them in the air or some bullshit. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Smash Brothers. Um, anyway, go on, go on. <laughs> so we went to a Nintendo event uh, last Friday uh, in New York. It was me, Tony, and uh, Alyssa, our reviews editor. Um, so basically, it was just um, they just had this basically in a in a conference room in their office, and they showed us uh, a bunch of demos of some of their upcoming titles. Uh, I think altogether they probably had at least a dozen titles. Um, yeah. But across uh, 3ds and Wii U. Uh, a lot but, of stuff coming out this year. Um, yeah, a good amount of stuff. Most of it coming out this year, and then a couple things next year. Um, but basically, the highlights that we got to see were Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. Uh, we got to play both versions. Uh, we also had a uh, Tony played through a demo of Bayonetta 2. Ooh, yeah, uh, that was really good. We both played through that. Um, yeah, did you also play... Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. uh, go ahead, Tony. Yeah, no, Tony. I was just going to say this. Like, I wrote my, my preview for it, and, and I said in my preview, my biggest worry was that it wouldn't control right, because I'm used to playing Bayonetta on this, you know, so I'm like, is this going to be weird? Control, an actual controller, yeah, not a I think, tablet? I yeah. Think, yeah, I think getting adjusted to the gamepad, just because it is a bigger controller and is a little clunkier and harder to hold, was By the way, Brian, thank you for making me not feel bad, because this was me the entire time. I'm like, what? Where are the buttons? And then Ryan was doing the same thing, because you don't have a Wii U either, so we were both like, what? Like, yeah, press well, I, I'm like, I played that? the um, I played the 360 version of Bayonetta. Um, yeah. so get, going to the the gamepad was a little bit of an adjustment, just trying to figure out like where the you know just figure out where the buttons were and stuff. But I thought it played really. It plays exactly like the original Bayonetta. So yeah, it really does. That. It's a little bit smoother. Um, I noticed. I don't know if that was because of the frame rate or it's because it's actually got. Well, also that's out. probably because you played the PS3 version of Bayonetta, which was yeah. The, the lesser I'm not gonna deny it. that shit was so. a little funky. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still got the uh, platinum in it though. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um. Uh, yeah, so we played uh, Bayonetta. Uh, we also did Yoshi's Woolly World. Uh, Mario Maker. That was Maker. a nice-looking game, man. That was yeah, fun. Yoshi's, Yoshi's Woolly World looks very, very nice. It's not out until next year, um, but it looks really nice. Uh, then we got to play around a little bit with Mario Maker, which we had we had a lot of fun with. So you I, made the awesomest <laughs> board. I talked about that. <laughs> yeah, um, did, they, did they talk about um, how you how will you be able to... Can you share your levels that you make? Or is uh, that's a very good question. What do you have to wait for? That's exactly what they told me. They, yeah, <laughs> they, well, they, to be fair... I always said, like, Nintendo of America is, like, in such a shitty spot because mm-hmm. they're literally at the whim of what Nintendo Japan does. So they they probably don't know. Like, I don't think they're being, like, PR coy or anything. I no. think they just clearly don't know because that's all they got from the Nintendo Japan, like, roughly translated press release. And it's like, this is all the info we have. Like, I don't think they can, I don't think they can call someone and ask them, like, hey, is this going to, like, buy uh, USB or blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I, I, it's like a 12-hour difference. They have no one to talk to. Yeah, and to be yeah. fair, the the woman who kept saying this, she was like, "Guys, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I, I, they are good questions. I just cannot answer them. Yeah, like, okay, it's, it, we understand. It's cool, you know. Yeah, it's it's tough, you know, but um, but I mean, we we still got all the cool stuff that they had. So um, I'm just trying to think. Oh, uh, so Mario Maker, do you want to talk about that? Briefly yeah, Mario Maker was interesting because remember um Mario Paint back in the day. 
Yeah. Kind of like an evolution of that, except because I said this in my preview. I'm like, okay, everybody playing Minecraft and Little Big Planet, what do they do? They always make Super Mario themed levels. So it's fitting that Nintendo would be like, here you go, make your own Mario levels. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it kind of sucked because we only played it for like maybe five minutes. I'm like, there's so many options. I'm like, you could build a really cool level, but you could build something really simple too, like what you did. You like did like a floating platform. Yeah. So my. So, so yeah, go ahead. <laughs> So Tony worked on his own level, which was um, it was just like a like a. Dude, I just level, threw like shit at the screen. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Mar- no he was just doing that, and then uh, so my level that I actually wanted to do this in E3, but I didn't get the chance to when I played it. So I did it here, uh, where basically I just made one. I made one platform across the whole entire level that went from the start to the end, and then I filled it with as many Hammer Brothers as I could put on that level. So I basically made a gauntlet of Hammer Brothers throwing hammers at me. I just wanted to see if I'd be able to survive it. It actually worked. That was it because they all just started going in a line. It's like oh shit. So I'm just, Cross through and like. <laughs> I like when you started. Like, how do I run it? Like, how do you run in a Mario game? Which no, no, I was like, to, oh no, yeah, no, now I remember. I meant, the, I meant the sprint button. I was trying to figure out how to do that. So. And you're the but, Nintendo guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun though. It was it was crazy. Even the, the people that were yeah, and then the people behind me were like, oh my god, like. <laughs> Yeah, because there was literally like a million hammers coming at Ryan. I probably put it almost like probably close to a hundred Hammer Brothers on the screen. It was pretty awesome. So. <laughs> you just stacked Hammer Brothers on top of Hammer Brothers. <laughs> do, do you guys find it weird that this seems like a game that Nintendo like finally listened to us? Because I can remember years yeah. ago people were just like, wouldn't it be great to make like Mar- Super Mario Brothers levels? And literally Nintendo would be like, that's a great question. That's a great comment. I'm going to note that, but we're moving on. And yeah. just... just yeah, but yeah I, like, I, I feel you like listen up. This is a good idea, man. I feel like someone is listening at Nintendo, or it, someone it's, is it's, making uh, moves. It's Tony. It's Sakurai who's listening. It's Sakurai. <laughs> Sakurai. Sakurai. <laughs> oh man, yeah, oh, we uh, saw a little bit of um, Hyrule Warriors, which I have to say this because I I don't like Dynasty Warriors games, but I love the music and all of them because they're really like hard rock and metal. And this one I, was no exception. I'm like this is awesome. <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome. It's, it's all just guitar riffs that don't belong anywhere <laughs> in the game. It's a very unusual uh, Zelda game, definitely. But uh, I, I I played it at uh, E3, so I just watched the demos they were playing. But like, I thought it was cool. It's like an interesting. Like, I never played a Dynasty Warriors game, but just as a Zelda experience, it's very different, and you know, it's it, it looks cool. So. Yeah, I still got bored watching it, <laughs> but I like the music. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I know that the series is kind of button mashy and like you know a little repetitive, but um, I think just from the Zelda aesthetic alone, it's pretty cool. So, Ryan, did you get a new headset? No, I've had this one for forever. <laughs> I, I just like that. I thought it's new to me. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, no, I've had it. Yeah. Anyway, it's much <laughs> Tony's just late to the party. <laughs> Um, so yeah, what else did we see? Um, the the Kirby game, the one that looks like Clay. Oh uh, yes, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Uh, uh, yeah, it was that. Yeah, it's a it's a sequel to uh, Canvas Curse, and uh, that looked cool too. Uh, the I mean, I, I I never I didn't get to play. It. I just watched the demo, but uh, it looked cool. Um, we also saw I I played a little bit with Alyssa of um, Phoenix Wright versus um, Professor Layton or Professor Layton versus Ace, uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, um, which was cool. It was a cool. I actually, it was cool for me because I I never played either series. Like I've been familiar with the characters and how they play and all, but I just mm-hmm. never played them. But um, you know, it was it was cool because as I was playing, because Alyssa is like a big fan of both of the series. So as we were playing, she was like, "Oh yeah, that character and that." I'm like, "Oh cool, that's awesome!" Like she was just like name dropping all these characters and stuff. So. It was cool. Um, I'm sh- anything else, Tony? That we s- I know we also saw the. We didn't uh, get Captain- to see too many though. We Captain- got to see. The- yeah, it was only the, the, the um, 
yeah, the the event was only about it was like an hour and a half. Um, you know, so trying to cram in like a dozen games or more is is pretty tough in that time. So um, I like Captain Toad. The only, only kind of annoying thing was like. Okay, because I'm supposed to write about Kevin Toad, and we saw that little demo where, like, he was on a minecart, and the guy was in first person, you know, whatever. I'll get to that in a bit, but I'm like, I can't write about this whole thing, so I decided to do some research. That's not the whole game. The, the game is actually, that's just a little snippet of it. Like, it's basically, like, you get a giant world, and you got to flip it around. If I think it's in Mario Galaxy is where this thing was first introduced. And I'm like, this is a really neat, like, treasure game. But, yeah, the level we saw, basically, the guy who was playing was looking at the gamepad, and in the, the screen... It's first person, so he can't really see what was going on around him uh, unless he actually turned it around, right? But we were there telling him where to go and where to shoot his little radishes and stuff. Um, yeah. Of course, it was weird because we're all yelling at him, and he's like, "What? Like, you're right. Your other right." Yeah, it was a little crazy, but I thought it was cool because it's it's those kind of games that I love on the Wii U and that I think show the system in its strongest way. Yeah. Like, especially because it makes me think of games like on uh, Nintendo Land, they have the Luigi's Mansion game that's, like, easily one of my favorite Wii U games ever because it's just so much fun. It's so chaotic. Um, and I like those kind of asynchronous game, games where it's, like, you know, the the, the person on the, the gamepad is doing something different from everyone else or, like, they're working together. So. Yeah, but like I said, that's just one level of it. Most of the game, it's not like it. You could play it on your own, you know? You, yeah. it's not, you don't have to look at the camera the entire time. It's just for that level specifically. Yeah. Um, and I, I have to I, say this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, yeah. Um, and then other than that, uh, I think that was it, right? That was pretty much everything. That yeah, we, saw, we didn't get so. to see much. Um, I have to say this. Like, looking at all those games, I'm like, I may want to get a Wii U. There's a lot of really fun stuff for this system. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think finally it, games to play. it's finally, yeah, it's, it's finally turning around a little bit. Um, yeah. I think especially Smash Brothers, once that comes out, is really going to help kind of turn that around, so. I hope so, because I'm like, this is neat. Even the gamepad, as weird as it is, once you play for a while, it's like, yeah, it doesn't feel too bad, you know? Yeah. I'm down with it. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully it does. That That's one of the main reasons I want to talk about it. It's like, you think, what we, given what we saw, do you think this is a good sign for where Nintendo's head? I think it is. Like, there's a lot of, if it gets a guy like me that wasn't interested in him to buy this, you know, think about buying him, like, yeah, that's actually a good sign, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, like, uh, overall, all the stuff that we saw, I definitely enjoyed. And it's... uh. Even though you know, like a good amount of it's coming out this year, a good amount of it's coming out next year. Um, so I think they've got they've shown that they have a, a pretty steady stream of new stuff coming out for at least the next you know year and a little bit beyond. So yeah, definitely. So yeah, that that's very cool. All right, let's run through some news here. Um, so two games from EA have been delayed: Dragon Age. I'm really sad about that, and Battlefield Hardline. Now Battlefield Hardline it actually got pushed to 2015, right? Yeah, it's uh, early early 2015. Yeah, and Dragon Age, I mean, it kind of sucks, but it's only, like, a It's, about, it's uh, about six weeks, yeah. Yeah, so that's not too bad. So. But they also it's mentioned more the time Dragon Destiny. Age. Well, Drag, uh, Dragon Age, they clearly said that, like, uh, we're taking a couple extra weeks for polish, so... Which is fine by me, you know? Which that, pretty much fine. tells me the game is done, there's nothing too crazy going on, but maybe, you know, to me it's just some weird, like, we can't, this guy's head keeps disappearing when he goes into this room, like, type bugs that they have to fix. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want that. That'll show up on YouTube. Yeah, but uh, Battlefield Hardline, uh, trust me, from the beta, that did not feel like a complete game. Um, that was something that was totally. Oh, yeah, I agree. I it was something that was totally rushed, and I don't think EA can afford to release another Battlefield game that isn't ready at launch. Yeah, they can't so, have another. They can't have another Battlefield Four situation. Right. So I think they rather were just, you know what? We'll take the fucking hit. We'll miss the holiday, but if we need to release a game that works because we, if we do this again with Battlefield, that will, that will, that will be bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. The next one here is uh, Red Hood is going to be an Arkham, um, what is it, Arkham Knight. 
Ooh. Okay. Which means he's not going to be the Arkham Knight. Okay, that's what I was wanting to get at. I'm like, okay, you could go at this two ways. Either... Or maybe he is, and maybe this, his story DLC is prequel nonsense. It could be. Yeah, I'm thinking like, okay, maybe the Red Hood is introduced, and then something happens, becomes Dark Knight. Or yeah, maybe he's DLC, but Red Hood will be in it. Jason Todd will be in the game. Because um, I believe... We don't know, because remember there yeah. was Nightwing DLC, and Nightwing wasn't really in Arkham City. He like, even have a yeah. voice in, in his challenge map, so... It's, yeah, it's it's so important to do something. Yeah, because I'm it one is. of those guys that believes that Arkham Knight is, you know, it was Jason Todd. So I'm like, wait, if Red Robin's in it, probably not. I have a feeling if we, uh, I think if you read the comic books, you might might have some clue by 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 who Arkham Knight might be. Hmm. Like it, it, it's one of those you have to come the expanded universes and reading the books and blah, blah, transmedium of the fucker. Like no, no, thank you. I'll, you know what? I'll find out when I play the game. I don't. I'm not going to get that deep into the Arkham Asylum comic books because I read enough Batman comic books that hold me over that are really good. You're like, but, I uh, read the but, real Batman comic books. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be story DLC, so maybe, maybe one or two missions. I'm hoping it's, like, the Robin DLC, which is, like, a full single-player campaign. But, no, it's pre-order stuff because you can get a Harley Quinn story DLC and another thing. So they might be some weird... Uh, I would think it's probably, like, challenge maps disguised as story missions with some, you know... With some narration and some I hope nonsense. they don't do what they did with Catwoman. Remember that? Like you basically like you don't get you don't pre-order, you don't get the, the be, like a good chunk of the story. Like, yeah, that was like that. that that was a little weird, but you know what? If if the DLC is like that, I'm okay with that structure. I just feel like that DLC should just be included with the game. If it, if it's going to go that Catwoman route, yeah. It should be included with the game because you're cutting out big chunks of the story or like at least like cuz you know, and one of the main thing, you know, spoiler alert, but Catwoman kind of saves Batman in there because you know there's a history there and you only know that because of the of the DLC. Yeah, you know, exactly. the DLC, she just kind of shows up. And you're like, oh, I guess that was nice of her. Like, why is she fucking doing this? Yeah, so I hope it's not one of those. Like, basically, like, something's missing here. What's going on? Can't have that. We'll see. Sorry, but he, he looks cool. He's got he's got yeah, the, he the guns and the hood and all that. And, you know, <laughs> the red hood. And he's and he's red. And he's red, <laughs> man. <laughs> Man, okay, he's um, the big bat symbol on his chest. Like that's cool. Yeah, I like the, I like the designs they do with the characters. They like remix them and stuff. I mean, even though Batman's looking like freaking Iron Man now, yeah, all that they're, they're, they are super intense. My favorite is the penguin design because he's got that broken bottle. Yeah, it's like literally face. shoved into his eye, man. Well, if you see if you read the comic book because I've read he, that. He's had that though. That was in the previous games that he was like yeah, that. Yeah. He, he, um, no, but think about it. in the comic books he just has a little monicle, but in the game right, just yeah. has this one is a bottle Yeah, because he was. If uh, some guy he got into an argument like a bar fight and some guy yeah. stabbed him in the face with a bottle and then yeah, he had his people kill that guy and then they couldn't take the bottle out or he'll die so he's got yeah. this bottle in his face that looks like a monocle which is hilarious yeah it's brilliant it really is so I, I like the way they remix some of the character designs it's very I'm, I'm one of my easily one of my anticipated games man that's coming out in February I believe all right um this next story is for both of you guys so what's going on with Hearthstone? Oh, there was. Uh, I was thinking for a second. I was like, "Wait, what's happening with Hearthstone?" You told me, man. So the new uh, expansion for Hearthstone came out this week. Uh, Curse of Nox Ramos uh, came out. Uh, came out yesterday. The first. So basically, how the the expansion works is that it's in five uh, quarter uh, five wings is what they're called. Um, so it's basically in five parts, and uh, every week a new section of the the expansion will be available. Um, 
So the uh, because the game's free to play, you can get. Uh, I think the each wing is uh, 700 or 800 in-game golds, uh, or you can pay for them uh, it with real real life money. Uh, I think altogether it's like 25 dollars. I think for yeah. all them, like yeah, altogether. But but honestly, if you just keep playing, you can just kind of slowly buy. Like, if you play a yeah. lot every week, you can just you can afford the uh, the wings when they come out the following week. Right. Yeah. The first so the first one uh, that came out this week is free. Uh, if you log on to the game now and you go play, I think if to, you have to play it this week, um, and you can unlock it for free. And then after that, when the other ones come out every week, uh, you'll have to either pay for them in game or pay for them with money. Uh, but yeah, they add a lot of new cards. I haven't played it yet, but yeah, new cards. That's always exciting. Uh, new. There's also some new like missions and things like that too. I think yeah. or like cha- new challenges, new boards and stuff like that. So uh, it'll be exciting. I'm still. I'm still like, probably after we're done recording, I'm gonna play more. But um, what, what, what class are you playing? What class are you playing, Ryan? Mostly. Um. Well, I'm still like I'm still going through like the practice rounds, like trying to just like like learn the cards and like play with the classes. Uh, I like the paladin a lot. The paladin's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of I'm still switching around trying to play the classes a bit. But yeah, I'm trying to learn a bit with the mage because mage have like an amazing late game there. Yeah. But it's yeah. like super. It's like it's hard to play, but like you have to put up with a lot. You you lose a lot of health getting into the late game. But once you just start getting those late game cards, it's just like kaboosh. It's great. Yeah, that's what I feel like. The Paladin, I feel like I've been having a good just overall kind of game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, getting getting in, you know, getting in um, minions, like, pretty early on, but also, yeah. like, keeping a consistent game so I can get to, like, the, the more powerful cards later in the yeah. game. But Warlock's good for that, too, because Warlock is, like, you sacrifice a lot of your own health for, like, extra cards. So you have a, you have a higher potential of ending the game so much sooner because you yeah. just have, yeah, because you have all the cards or just ending the game sooner because, oops, you have no health. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to try Curse of Noctromas. It uh, it sounds fun. So. All right. Okay. So. Hearthstone's so good. Hearthstone. Yeah, then again, it's Hearthstone. Hearthstone's always good. So. Yeah. All right. Um, this one we didn't post this, but it, it is a pretty cool story. I read this at Polygon. So basically, it was a story about how this son who used to play games with his dad when he was four years old. Um, they used to play a game called Rally Sport Challenge on the Xbox, and after his dad died when the kid was six he couldn't play the Xbox anymore, you know, for obvious reasons. It was just too traumatic. And he recently, you know, dusted it off, and he checked it out, and he noticed that in the game there was a ghost there, you know, like a racing ghost, like, you know, he, he, like a time challenge, and it was his dad. And he's like, hey, I want to race against my dad here. So he was playing that over and over and over again until he finally beat his dad. But when he got to the finish line, he stopped. He's like, because I don't want to erase what happened there. I thought that was a really cool story of how, you know, he kind of reconnected with his dad. And it's kind of weird. It's like, it, it's a ghost, and he's playing with his dad. It's kind of interesting how that works. So, yeah. pretty cool it's stuff. It's a cool, I, I cool story, cool. though, yeah. Yeah. All right, something not so cool here. Um, this makes me think of a freaking Battleship. There, so there's a space, like, some, somebody bought the rights to a Space Invaders movie. How are you going to do this movie? Like, can't you just watch ID4 and just call it a day? I mean, we've had so many alien invasion movies. Do we really need another one? Or, you know what I think they should do? They should do one that's like a documentary on the actual game or something, or about a guy who's, like, obsessed with the Space Invaders. Just don't do it like a straight-up, like, you know, it would be kind of stupid. About guys trying to do a Space Invaders movie and make it a comedy because they realize no one cares about Space Invaders. So it would be like the the adaptation of uh, video game movies, pretty much, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because in theory, you just have the rice, so you don't need to make a straight, like, okay, oh my god, the aliens are coming. Get our tanks. Shield them behind these walls. The aliens only come in one formation. If they basically made it into, like, Starship Troopers, that'd be awesome. (laughs) That would be great, man. Like, Like Battleship, man. That's it. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's, let's not and say we did. Yeah, let's get away from that. All right. Um, 
couple of Microsoft news bits here. So they closed down Xbox Entertainment Studios, but Halo and Quantum Break, the TV series, is are un- left unaffected. Well, I guess this yeah, makes sense, you know. Well, this was after they laid off eighteen. Oh, well, they're going to lay yeah. off eighteen thousand people. There was like a massive restructuring going on at Microsoft where. Yeah. Looks like the new CEO is just like just literally just trimming fat. He's like, yeah. Listen, we're, we're, there's a lot of bullshit going on in this company. I'm gonna clean things up, and uh, yeah, so that that's fun. But yeah, it's 18,000 people who are not fired immediately. They're just saying, hey, in six months, you may or may not still be here. Yeah, what all? Oh, super man. motivating, I guess. <laughs> Imagine coming into work. It's like, hey, you might be so still work really hard, but you just no, maybe you may know. not be here. You no, know, no, just you know, keep your options open. Yeah, it's sad, but I mean, those projects are still going to go. But any other projects, beep, that's it; they're gone. Yeah, it was all the uh, original programming, like uh, was I guess some Halo nonsense. Uh, uh, it, 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 I don't know, like that 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 when they found all those Atari games, that was an Xbox enter- yeah. Xbox Entertainment movie that they that they managed to get out. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of that stuff maybe turns up later on, maybe like on a Netflix or something. Yeah, that's what I imagine too. Something like or, that. Uh, or maybe Amazon or something like that. Yeah, too. yeah, like on some, one sort of on-demand service. Yeah, we'll see. But. Exactly. And then the last bit of um, news up for Microsoft, and I had to throw this in there because I, I threw it. I, it's very interesting. So they released an Xbox One ad that, you know, showing a bunch of new games that are coming, like Sunset or Drive. And it had narration from Rocky, and it was about, like, hey, you got to stay in the fight, you know? Life yeah. will punch you. You come back. And yeah. it's like... Don't give up, Microsoft. Yeah, so I'm like, that's very interesting. Microsoft releases an ad where they're essentially saying, we're the underdog. We're going to come back. It's like, you know why? Because hey. people like the fucking underdog. Yeah, I think that's people what it like, is. You're right about that. like the underdog. You know, it's, uh, who cares? So it's, uh, it's Rocky. I'm fine, whatever. Just do whatever you need. Just keep releasing good games. I'll be fine with it. Like, yeah. When Sons of Overdrive come out, that looks fun. When's Halo come out, just just throw me the games. I don't care. You don't have to use Rocky. Just show me more. Show me more Halo. I'm good with that. Yeah, and then for me it was funny because uh, when I going back to Destiny, when I played Destiny, for some reason we just started doing imitations of Rocky. Like Joel was running around going like this. Oh man, I ran out of ammo. You know the special army's like I ran out of ammo, and one guy's like, "What do you need ammo for? Just hit him with the left hook." <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> like why are we doing Rocky for like an hour? We're just doing our best. Was, some of the shit we can't say on air, but yeah, it was just too much. Yeah, we're we're, we're the worst online. <laughs> oh my god, it's like no, no, no. Every horrible cliche you could think of it was said. So that was the I say, hit him with the left hook. I don't need no ammo. Hilarious. <laughs> all right, so that's it for the news. So what have we been playing this week? Um, besides Destiny, that's all I've been playing, man. Uh, I haven't played anything else. Uh, Ryan, uh, what about you? I'm guessing you played other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've been going through my backlog a little bit. So I started playing uh, Amnesia, The Dark Descent on PC, uh, which I actually got to str- I got to stream a little bit. Um, and actually, I might play a little bit tonight. So if you stick around, I might stream some of that tonight too. Uh, if, no play- if no one's playing Destiny, that is. So um, so yeah, I've been pooping my pants this weekend with that. So <laughs> um, what else? Have I, been- I also have been playing. Uh, oh, I-, I started playing a little bit of Goat Simulator uh, just to have something to oh, fun. With. <laughs> and that is it. In- Interesting game. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, but also pretty ridiculous. Um, especially once I got like the jetpack and all the fun things. Don't in there. you feel dumb <laughs> playing? I played a little bit of it. Like, don't you feel like really dumb playing the game? It is, but it's like one of those games where your life, but you're like, no, I rather play Ghost Simulator because it's fucking awesome. It's it's like a, it's, <laughs> it's like the NASCAR of video games, where it's like you can't turn away, but like you know, you just know it's a disaster waiting. <laughs> but it's it is really fun just finding all the goofy like bugs and stuff like that in there, uh, or like the fa- the especially the Easter eggs and stuff that they hide in there are really funny. Um, like, have you played it at all, George? Or 
Uh, just a couple of minutes. Just a, mm-hmm. one running through the town yeah. and looking on the. There's like there's one there's one stuff. part in uh, in the one area of the city where there's like there's a dead mouse concert that's on top of a building. So in order to get there, you have to like go in the ocean, find a whale that will shoot you out of its spout, and then it'll shoot you onto the building to find the dead mouse concert. It's awesome. It's so funny. And then once you you if you ram dead mouse, you get his helmet that you put on your head, and then you at any time you can press a button and play dead mouse music as you're going the game. It's awesome. That's licensed dead mouse music. I, I don't know if it's Dead Mouse music. It's like it's like Dead Mouse esque music, but like oh, okay. it's awesome. So, um, and then other than that, I've been playing uh, TF2 and Hearthstone. So that's it. Well, you went back to TF2. Yeah, I've been playing a little bit more TF2. So. Cool. Uh, George, play anything else besides Destiny? Uh, yeah, I'm going back to Divinity as like a palate cleanser. Also playing uh, for whatever God knows, uh, Call of Duty Ghosts because yeah. I actually <laughs> missed that game entirely. Just I I, I saw it on sale. And I'm like. All right, that game came out and it was awful. I heard. So yeah, I'm trying it out and it is awful. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm playing the single player. Actually, they're doing some really cool things on the online, which I think they should use more in future. Like, um, I'm playing the squads mode, which basically is you, you Tony, with mm-hmm. five NPCs, and then me, George, with five NPCs that I can customize, just going at it. And then as you know, and as you continue and win, you can like customize and make them cooler, make them prettier, blah blah blah. Yeah. But it's still, it's it's essentially a one on one. But, but with bot backup, which is really cool. And then aside from that, it's still it's it's still a typical like Call of Duty which shooter. So if you're really big on that, I'm sure that's fine for you. But yeah, I'm trying to play that single player, and that single player is rough because you have like the super dog who literally can take down a helicopter. He he just went Riley go, and he jumped inside the helicopter, killed the pilot, what? Crashed, and the dog jumped out, and you come out, and you're like, good boy. I'm like, like this dog's insane. <laughs> Um, is it too early to spoil anything about the story? I don't know. I don't know if the dog dies. If that's where. Okay, that's yeah. Because I, I cause when I, I, when I saw the dog, dog my dad's dog. The did. setup is your your the game is your these two brothers and you have a dog who was on the army and then South America got together and like started invading the U.S. and started using like satellite laser cannons to destroy most of the U.S. So they're trying to like invade, but you're holding them off. But your dad is the boss, so you're like, oh man, what emotional. Thing are they gonna go for? Are they gonna kill the dad? Are they gonna kill the brother? Are they gonna kill the dog? You don't know. <laughs> oh man. Fuck you. Like I, I don't know why most of the lines are delivered. I immediately say just fuck you as soon as they say something. It's just like it's really over dramatic military nonsense. And it's just you're the only ones that can do this, son. I trained you for this day. You're a ghost. I'm like fuck you. Like obviously I'm ghosts. Like I just killed fifty guys. And you're just saying I'm okay now. Like no, screw you. Like, it makes sense. Like, <laughs> the early thing is like, the dad inducts you into the ghosts, and you're like, I think you guys have been doing really well. It's like, did my dad not see me kill 300 guys to get here? Like, I've been doing this for a while. Just let me yeah. in the team. Just, I'm okay. a proficient killer, dad. Yeah, I've been Why a proficient killer. That? Why don't you acknowledge the, me, dad? Since the tutorial, I've been a proficient killer. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure one of the brothers or the dad, the dad probably will die, or the dog, which because it's just, that's... That's how writing works. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> writing one on one, kill the dog. Get kill the dog, get immediate. Oh, just fuck you, guys. I'm probably gonna finish it though because I'm actually kind of curious because it it's it ties to zero continuity of any Call of Duty game that's not taking place in any universe whatsoever. It's just its own thing, which is really weird because there's no Captain Price, there's no you know Mason or anything like that or Wood. Just no, we're our own thing. Uh, we're you know United States just fall into the Federation of South America soccer players and they're. You know, so I only know because the people you're shooting, people you're shooting speak Spanish. So I'm like, okay, I guess 
South, you're the back. You're 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 just the stereotypical bad guys this time around. I have so many questions, but this shows up. We got to wrap it up because yeah, I'm, I'm gonna like, play a little bit more because I actually I, I actually want to go through it and like you know there are also a couple of like really cool like Call of Duty scenarios, but I feel like a lot of Bender done that before. Like running through a city, it's being bombarded by laser fire, and the streets and the floors are coming. And I'm like I I did this already in a Call of Duty game, or like <laughs> you know there's a building collapsing. I'm done years ago. Nothing scares me anymore. Um, cause I have a dog. My dog is like immortal. Like it's fine. Yeah, right. Oh man. Uh, oh yeah, I'll play more. Dice. I'll play more Call of Duty. I'll let you. I'll fill you in next week on how that's going. I may actually do a write up on it. Yeah, it was. It, I just have a question about the Call of Duty series in general. It's like, do they? Okay, cause I know in Modern Warfare Two or whatever it was, like Russia invaded um America, and I'm like. Um, you have you guys never heard of mutually assured destruction? Uh, it's in Russia tries to do anything like we'll nuke them to hell and they'll nuke us and this is why the Cold War never got hot. So I'm well, like, no, it's because because we have things that shoot each other's. La- so it's like, so what if you have nukes? We have nukes, but we can like both shoot down each other's nukes. Is that what it is? Like nukes are just like they don't work anymore. So they just, no, it's not. It's not that they don't work. It's just that. Or they're not. You know what I'm talk- it's trying. It's more just shows. Of, it's more just shows of aggression to each other. Because I think in Call of Duties. And called in the uh, the modern warfare, Russia gets pulled into the war because like these rogue Russians are trying to manipulate Russia into yeah. invading uh, the United States. So they kind of it's like the Cold War never got hot because we were like we don't want them, we don't want to be responsible for ending mankind here. So I'm like, how do you get away with that in this game? I'm like, and, and no, I, saw, I, think, I think they just yeah. said like, hey, we're just not gonna, hey, we're gonna, we're just not gonna fire nukes. That makes <laughs> absolutely no sense. I think the Geneva Convention still like. A thing, and it's just like no, no, no. We, we ain't gonna use if we use nukes, it'll be very controlled, and we're not gonna be. Yeah, there's no firing of nukes. It's a lot of like, I've got a nuke in a suitcase. Here goes and like a lot of gas sorry, attacks. Yeah, like, I remember that, that. that bothers me. It's like then South Americans are like, what? No, why? We would nuke them to hell too. I don't get. It. Anyway, I, I don't want to talk about Call of Duty anymore. It's just like that makes no sense to me as a history guy. No. Well, I, well, I think. Well, works. I think. Well, I think in Ghost they like. They all get rid of their nuclear weapons, so the United States just build a bunch of space lasers instead. Okay. It's yeah, cheaper. I mean, if they yeah, at least hey, there were nukes on, on Earth, you know, that's the reason we haven't had any major war since World War II because nobody wants to nuke each other, you know. Uh, anyway, um, that's the shit. Yeah, this is ended. Um, a couple of things um, on the front page. Not only do we have the Twitch app thingy, plugin, whatever the hell you call that, we also have um, a means for you to buy our T-shirts. We have a lot of cool things. This week, I think we're having fourteen dollars um, sale. Typically twenty dollars. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I, a shirt. yeah I, I bought a shirt as well, so there you go. Oh, yeah, check this out. You guys got to see this shit. So I bought a shirt, and they sent me this. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> so I got to send this back. It's, like, it's close enough, yeah. It's, uh, the, it's the I didn't West. say Dual Shockers. I'm it's sorry. The, uh, yeah. mid- Midwest division of, uh, of Dual Shockers, so. Yeah. I was going to say, so the sale ends, I think, on Friday? Yeah, Yeah. which is today. I guess, or tomorrow, uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, whatever. So, yeah, that's my mom sneezing. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so, yeah, we got that. And then um, happy um, 75th birthday to Batman. Today is Batman Day. Got to do that. George has his cool little uh, icon there. <laughs> the Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. That's from, uh, from Will Eisner. He wrote a book called Solo, which got, about, got a bunch of Batman 66 stories in there. It's really good. You should read it. Ooh, that sounds cool. And that's pretty much it. So thank you for watching and listening. Follow us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Dual Shockers. I was your host, Tony Blanco, and tonight I was joined by Ryan Meisler. I'm Batman! <laughs> and George Jimenez. I'm Batman. <laughs> Alright guys, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye-bye. 
It's not important who's under the mask. It's what I do. Under the mask that matters. <laughs>